Has your inability to say no made you less happy? Are you even able to say no? Sometimes I know that I've been there where I'll lose myself completely. Whether it's trying to please others, just not feeling capable of saying no, it's easy. And it's not just the perfectionists who say no, and it's not just the pushovers who say, sorry, it's not just perfectionists who say yes all the time, nor is it the pushover who's always saying yes and just doing what other people want. So the goal here is we want to develop in the midst of maybe you're a yes man all the time. You're constantly saying yes to people. The goal here that we want to develop in talking about this is to have an emotional, a state of emotional integrity. We have this issue, I think, in our culture where the emotional life for both men and women have not been developed. And on one side, for some people, it kind of is suppressed until it implodes and then explodes. And then for others, they just go with their emotions and that dictates everything that happens. Maybe you are one of those people who is told, don't show your emotion. We have to overcome this desire to always please others or our fear of letting people down. So the goal here is to free yourself so that you can actually do things and mean it. And have your acts, those things that you do, those things you say yes to, the people you interact with, for you to be more virtuous in those situations. In fact, if we look at Catholic teaching on morality and ethics, if we look to Thomas Aquinas and Aristotle, something's very clear. And this was a turning point for me with regard to the whole topic of saying yes all the time. Just because you say yes all the time doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't even make you a good person. Because if you're doing something but for the wrong reasons, the act itself isn't virtuous. In other words, you're not really growing from it. So if you're doing something to please someone, to make someone happy because you're afraid to say no, or maybe you just don't even know how to say no, you're actually not even doing something good at all, even if on the outside it looks like it. A life coach by the name of Fiona Moss talks about how she overcame this state where she says she was exhausted, scrambling to keep her head above water, trying to be everything to everyone, and trying to do everything right. And she was trying to please, she says, everyone but herself. She at one point made a change, and part of her path to making a change here is she had to A, stop pleasing everyone, and B had to say no more often. Is that you? I feel like we live in this state of perpetual stress and anxiety. And because of it, we've lost our sense of self, our own worth. We weren't created to be robots, just like God created us with intellect and free will. God made us so that we can come to know something, the reasons why and how, And then freely choose it. You see, we become a slave when we just say yes to everything. We're not meant to be robots. Just like God didn't make us robots to perfectly obey his every commandment. So why would we do that to ourselves? Do you want to be healthier, stronger, healthier, energetic, hopeful? Then appreciate the freedom that God gave you. Let's not make slaves of ourselves. I was recently reading an article from NPR where they were talking with Natalie Liu, who's a life coach, and she works with the people pleasers. 
She's been featured in Women's Health Magazine, NPR, Good Housekeeping, Glamour, Cosmopolitan Magazine, you name it. There are a few key things that stood out to me in what she said. She recommended that in order to start to change this dynamic, we have to have a period of self-observation. It's a week where we start to record our yeses and our noes. How did we feel when we said yes or no? Were we stressed? What types of requests were we responding to and what types of people? Maybe it's the same person over and over again. Then she talked about how we should start noticing or after that week of observation, start saying no a certain number of times. Maybe you have a goal of like 10 times I'm going to say no to people this week. Maybe it's just specific people you need to say no to or particular situations that are a weak point for you. Then she goes on to talk about, and this is important because like any behavior modification, there's going to be a transition period, a different feeling, a difficult feeling. You might even find yourself bored or free or confused as to what to do with this new time. So then from here, Natalie Liu, the life coach, starts to recommend that we begin to understand what you can and can't do within reason as you start saying no. You start to have this sense of, you know, how much can I actually take on my plate? What do I actually need to get done that's not getting done? That's causing me, as St. Edith Stein often talks about, when people atrophy. St. Edith Stein actually talks about how women in the workforce is one of the great gifts of that female complementarity to men in any environment. Because women have this distinct ability to see the person and to draw the person out of this almost workaholism or overcommitment that will lead to a person atrophying. I love that she uses that word to atrophy. So as you begin to understand what you're capable of within reason, do you notice maybe those times throughout the week, particular situations or with specific people where you feel trapped? Was your energy being leached from you? How was your mental, emotional, physical response? I'll never forget there was this client I had that I was working with some years ago. Um, It was a personal training client with Pilates and she had herniated discs in her back, was struggling with her weight, was lonely. One of those people who used every possible form of treatment to care for her. She loved that attention from people, but also had a lot of ailments as well. And she was an absolute drain to work with. It was so difficult for me. I was physically exhausted. My face was drooping. I felt like I was leaning over sideways. The conversation just to speak was so taxing. At a certain point, I realized... I've got another four or five more hours of teaching and interacting with clients. I can't teach this client because I'm dead after working with that one person. But we might make the reason, well, she really needs someone. She needs that attention. She needs that love. I can really make a change for her body. It's good money. And we can make all these reasons as to why we're still doing what we're doing. But at the same time, there's a certain point where we have to say no, because that's what's best for us. And so the challenge is here is... Before you say yes next time, pause. Ponder whether or not you really do have to say yes in this situation. And a brief thought on obligation. Obligation doesn't mean we should be a slave to something. There may be a sense of responsibility, but we should take responsibility with honor. 
we should be much obliged to do something. There's this part where not only is it an obligation, to, but to be obliged, I want to or I'm compelled to do something. So don't let yourself be bogged down by responsibility and obligation. Recognize, no, this is good for me to have obligations. But don't create obligations where there aren't any. And when you do let go of those false obligations or that false guilt and so forth, it's going to put you in a better place to be more uh, respectful and appreciative of those obligations you do have because they will transform you. It's something you can and should take on.